Hi everyone, I have a quick bite for you here. This one is based upon an article I read at the Epic Times. It's still there, I think, and I believe it is open to the public. You just have to sign in with an email address um, in order to get full access to the article. But I'm going to read through the article because this will allow me to jump into something that I have been wanting to do. And I think I've slowly been working up to it. Uh, I think I've mentioned it a few times on here. But anyway, let me read through the article and then I'll riff on it for hopefully just a minute or two. And then I'll let you go. The article is titled, Scholars Line Up to Join Anti-Woke Online Education Platform. Hundreds of scholars, including some distinguished figures, have applied for positions at an online education startup that promises explicitly non-woke instruction in a number of academic disciplines. Named American Scholars, the project was started several months ago by Matthew Pohl, former University of Pennsylvania... <laughs> former University of Pennsylvania admissions officer. As soon as word got out, resumes started to stream in from academics offering their participation, its leaders said. Pohl described the project as the fruit of his gradual disillusionment with his career in the academic world, where he drove admissions at several prestigious universities. He noticed that with regard to education, most students weren't getting their money's worth at, uh, at attributing that to the administrative bloat of establishment uh, colleges, as well as the spread of quasi-Marxist ideologies that have come to be collectively known as wokeness. He intends the project to be an antidote to both. The interactive format of part lecture, part documentary video with quizzes and feedback sessions will aspire to demonstrate that le quality learning can be furnished at a fraction of the cost of a modern-day college. Meanwhile, the content itself will be rooted in traditional American values, in, sh in sharp contrast to the idea yeah in sharp contrast to the ideologies currently dominating most universities that promote hostility towards such values. There is a massive and unrecognized demand for, this is a quote now, I believe from uh, the man who started this, there is a massive and unrecognized demand for actual professors, business leaders, real thinkers, whom regular people can associate with and learn from and better to better understand how they can live better lives through the Constitution and through conservative values, Paul told the Epic Times later adding that the guiding principles of the project could be more accurately described as classical liberalism. We actually expect a significant number of people who do not identify as conservative to join us simply because they agree with our values, he said in an email. For the role of chief academic officer, who is responsible for the scholarly grade of the content, Paul tapped Michael Rechtenwald, a retired liberal studies professor at New York University. Having given up his communist beliefs, Rechtenwald left his job after he irked his colleagues, by criticizing the woke ideology. He went on to become an authority on corporate socialism, a convergence of government and business interests in establishing a novel form of totalitarian socialist rule. He's authored several books on the topic, including Google Archipelago, uh, that's a great title by the way, the, the Digital Gulag and the Simulation of Freedom, which warns against the rising power and ambitions of gigantic digital companies. American scholars will offer modules taught by bona fide academics on history, the Constitution, the natural sciences, math, writing, business, economics, and personal finance, ideological studies, literature, technology, science, law, and religious studies, Rechtenwald said. That is a remarkably ambitious uh, layout to begin with, uh, but I believe they can do it. I mean, it sounds like they have uh, an enormous interest in getting this going and getting it started, and they have a lot of people who would be willing to participate in this. He's already, he has already received applications from several hundred scholars, including some prominent names from which he'll be picking the first 10 instructors. Quote, we have, we even have chairs of departments interested in working for us, unquote, he said. Rechtenwald shared with the Epic Times a sample of the applicants' names under the condition that they won't be released for now, as none, 
of them have been yet selected for any of the top positions. In addition, Rechtenwald has his own list of top-notch talent he'll ask to come on board. It's going to be something where they'll be able to deliver content in the way they want to without the pressures that are being exerted on them in the university system to accommodate various ideologies like critical race theory and socialism and postmodernism and so forth, he said, adding that such ideologies also will be taught, but from a critical standpoint. The first offerings planned to start in the fall will focus on history, the Constitution, economics, and personal finance, he said, which incidentally is kind of the basic structure of what you need in terms of um, a round education, like literature and um, uh, philosophy and mathematics and science are also really important, but it, just to be just to be able to manufacture a good citizenry, you need history, the Constitution, economics, personal finance. Basically, you're instilling people with the ability to manage their lives as independent, self-sufficient units who can interact with other people as adults rather than being children that the government needs to take care of. That's one of the things that's been very interesting uh, lately with the COVID stuff is to see just how many people regard the government as our parent and regard the people as children that need to be taken care of. I had one friend explicitly say that to me, um, that, that that was how she regarded the, the arrangement of things. And I don't necessarily fault her for that, but I regard the proper arrangement of our uh, liberties and our, um, our interaction with the government to be wholly different. I think we need to be independent, autonomous units to which the government answers, not for which the government is responsible. Anyway, moving on here. The material will be suited for homeschoolers, college prep, as well as adult learning. The project does not seek to be accredited as an actual university, but rather to equip its alumni with the knowledge to, quote, push back against some of the pernicious ideologies that are being purveyed in the system, unquote, Ruchtenwald said. Quote, we've got to be frank. We're in the midst of a major culture war. He's exactly right about that, and that's why I'm a huge supporter of this approach. The content range, as well as the format of the platform, was selected based upon a series of focus group polls of a total of about 1,000 families, Poll said. Personal finance, for example, stood out as both an acute interest of the poll respondents, as well as a blind spot of the current university system. Yeah, seriously. Seriously. I've got stories about that. Uh, where students often sign up for massive debt with little to no calculation of return on investment that would allow them to make such decisions adeptly, according to Poll. Yeah, maybe I'll get back to that in a moment, but I do want to keep this one short. Development of the online platform is run by an expert who now requires anonymity due to his involvement with Big Tech, Paul said, which really should tell you something. Like, this guy wants to start basically a classically liberal university uh, in in much more the traditional sense. This is not the uh, university as um, degrees as an industrial product in a factory wherein we fleece 50,000 students for $50,000 a year at Harvard. Um, yeah, do the num- do the math on that. And then just ask yourself why in the heck they get, um, you know, grants and things like that from the federal government when they have like a multi-billion dollar endowment. Like, I think it's like, I think it's close to $100 billion, uh, the endowment that Harvard has. Well, I could be wrong on that, uh, but it is in the billions. I know it's in the billions. Anyway, um, yeah, let's let's go on for a moment here. I'm almost at the end of the article. Development of the online platform. Okay, I already read that. Yeah, so just the idea that uh, that somebody in big tech um, is worried enough 
that he has to remain anonymous while while he's helping to build this really kind of renaissance approach to uh to education it that's that's not astonishing to me because it's kind of par for the course but it is indicative it's like it's like taking your temperature and being like okay i knew i was sick but 102 boy that's a problem uh, here we go. Two more paragraphs. So far, the project is self-funded with some offers coming in from investors, he said. He plans for a subscription mar- model starting at $19 a month and scaling up to about $39 a month for premium access. I'm all about it. I mean, you do that, I'm all about it. Uh, I'm, I'm in. Let's do this. 39 bucks a month. You got kids spending $50,000 a year borrowing this money, no less, to get a degree of dubious value at best. American scholar American scholars fits a growing selection of education platforms that approach their material from a more traditional standpoint. The conservative Hillsdale College offers free courses on a variety of politically relevant subjects, while PragerU recently began offering an online education portal for uh, for K through 12 students. So the the reason why this caught my attention is because this is actually a great approach to solving some of the crises that we are experiencing in modern life. A lot of what we do, uh, and this is this is part of why I was actually kind of skeptical about doing a podcast, and I will admit, some of the periods where I have not released very many episodes, or I just went on a hiatus of like going three weeks without releasing any episodes, is because I don't necessarily feel like it's a good thing to just contribute more um, commentary on on the world. The world, in some respects, has too much commentary. We need some analysis of what we're doing and some commentary so that we can develop and adapt ourselves. But in large measure, this is not necessarily the most productive use of my time. It might be it might it might be more productive for me to learn some more mathematics, to learn engineering, to uh, you know learn how to code, to do various things. It, it might. It might be more productive for me to go out and volunteer uh, with a church organization or volunteer at a, a food kitchen or to try to build a side business uh, that is doing something for people and turning some kind of profit uh, in the meantime. Those might be more productive uses of our time. I'm reminded of uh, Ravi Zacharias's old statement that uh, it's a lot easier to smell bad eggs than to lay good ones. Uh, and I really have thought for a while that we that we need people laying good eggs, um, that the only way our civilization is going to um, survive, let alone prosper, is if we have people actually building this society up. You, you reestablish that social glue that I had I've talked about on numerous podcasts by, you know, establishing a local club, establishing these uh, um cross-linking networks. So like you have your friends at work, you have your friends at church, if you go to church and you have some of your friends from when you went to school. Uh, But maybe you need to also develop other friends in other capacities and so that we are knitting our society together so that we can disagree with each other in fundamental ways, but uh, actually have a sound and uh, key society because the absolute foundation of the society is sound and all of these walls are tied together. You know, we've got to keep this whole thing together in that way. And that's what I've been talking about. And I think that's part of why I like Jordan Peterson so much, because Jordan Peterson's recommendation is not that people be outraged about things. He has his moments where he will talk about 
uh, you know, the, the failing uh, of the educational mission, the, uh, the decline of social structures and things like that. But the bulk of what he talks about is how do you build yourself into a responsible adult, somebody that other people can depend on, somebody that other people can come to for advice or for a helping hand or for somebody that you might want to do business with or, you know, just somebody who is dependable in some way and doesn't need to be taken care of by the government or by your parents or by your friends or by the academic institution that you're going to. You don't need a safe space. You don't need your hand held on anything. You're willing to dig in and and figure things out. That's what it means to be entrepreneurial. That's what it means to be a responsible adult. That's what it meant to be a farmer back in the day. That's what it meant to be a pioneer. Because it was all on you. If the tractor broke down, it's on you to fix it or else you lose the crop. This whole thing that you've invested the last year of your life into. Uh, If the wagon wheel broke off of uh, your carriage, it's on you to fix it or else you better find a way to settle down where you're at. Um, So that's that's what we're... uh, what we should be going for. And that's what it sounds like this is. I did look at the website, American Scholars. It's in a preliminary stage. It's not really offering anything yet, obviously. And the website looks very uh, modern. It's, you know, uh, some text and a a video scroll playing on the background. And it it looks like, you know, a standard Squarespace. Um, They did not sponsor this, by the way, but it looks like a standard Squarespace website, which is fine. It it may end up being really good. Um, It's nice to see some more of these things going on. Uh, I like Hillsdale stuff. I've seen some of their free online courses. Those are definitely worth checking out. But I also like the idea of utilizing uh, social media or, you know, the, the capacities of internet networking and programming in order to connect people. Because the Hillsdale College things are really nice, but they're basically just videos. And the one difficult thing that I know about video, and a lot of people know this, this isn't my information, but one of the things that's well known is that you don't really retain a whole lot if you're watching a video. This is why it used to bother me when people would find out that I'm interested in history and they would ask what History Channel programs I watch. And I'm like, I none, none. First off, I don't have cable and why would I? Uh, but also none, like I'm just not going to get anything out of that. I appreciate the fact that some people get some things out of History Channel uh, shows and videos and things like that. But honestly, if you're really interested in something, uh, th- this actually came up with another person, you know, who found out that I was interested in science uh, and a- started asking about like all these programs he had seen on the Science Channel recently. And I was like, I, I just don't have cable, and I'm just like, like sorry, but you, to be a little bit blunt, for those of you who are maybe not readers. Uh, in one way or the the other. Like, I'm sorry, you, you're going to have to develop a capacity to read, other, otherwise you're not going to have uh, any scholastic capacity. You're just, you're just not going to. You have to be able to actually sit down and read. Uh, that's a little harsh, and it flies in the face of uh, Brett Weinstein's uh, recommendations and his own life experience, and that's fine. But it's been my experience that if you can't read, you can't learn, and you're just not going to be able to. Uh, not to mention the fact that in an hour-long program, you're not going to be able to get anywhere near like the the thoroughness that you can get out of a 300-page book uh, or, you know, a dozen 1,000-page books. If you're really interested in a topic, you can go really in-depth on it. And that's the best way to establish your, your capacity for learning those things is to dive into the literature, dive into the 
books that have been produced and to see what people say. And it's difficult at first. It's really difficult. I think I've talked about this on here before, but basically the general approach to history uh, that you should have is that you're trying to put a jigsaw puzzle together. Let me learn about this piece right here, and then I'll learn about another piece over there, and another piece over there, and another piece over there, and eventually I'm going to start putting these pieces together and I'll be able to see a picture uh, from this. So anyway, I think this is a really good thing. I support this approach. Uh, if they really are only going to charge 40 bucks a month for premium access and you get access to like all of these courses and you get to be able to like interact with other people taking these courses and professors uh, uh, who are teaching these courses, yeah, I'll be all about that. Um, I've done some online learning stuff of this sort before and I will say... A lot of times it's not necessarily engaging, but that was on topics I didn't necessarily care about. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. I, I'll try to keep an eye on this, and when it comes out in the fall, maybe I'll review it. Maybe I'll come on here and I'll, I'll uh, let people know what I think about it and where it should go and uh, whether or not people should get involved with it. But uh, let me know what you think. Uh, feel free to check out the article at theepictimes.com. They uh, have a really good newspaper. Uh, I subscribed to the physical paper for a while. Now I'm just subscribed to their online paper. It's definitely worth it. Um, but yeah, shoot me an email at justanotherbitepodcast.gmail.com if you have any questions or comments about this. The world is big, life is messy, and the devil's in the details. Be decent and daring out there. Bye.